apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Annie Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones had first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. With RJ, I am Steve Risser, along here with Justin Anafrio. And uh, we are here. Week six of the of the NFL season begins on Thursday night, and we start with the uh, Chiefs, and we start with the Chiefs and the uh, Broncos. And uh, I think we pretty much know who's going to win the game. I mean, Kansas City should win this game. They're clearly the better team. I know that Denver gave them two tough games last year, but they're clearly the better team. Denver is a mess right now, so the Chiefs should win this game. They should cruise in this game, thirty-five to ten. But the big question really is: is right now with the Chiefs being uh, with the Chiefs being four and one. Should they be the favorite? Should the Chiefs be the favorite to win to win it all right now, to, to win the championship? I have the Niners right now. Um, very close between these two, but like I still feel like the Chiefs' offense hasn't fully gotten in gear yet. Besides, like that Bears game where they put up like forty-one. Like you know, last week I know they put up some points, but I still didn't think it was overly impressive. I know the weapons aren't great, but like what that Niners team's done defensively. And then with Brock Purdy, too, he just takes care of the football. And with all the weapons, and Christian McCaffrey's made such a big difference, you know, for that offense, just the way, you know, for how good of a pass catcher he is out of the backfield. I Right now, I think the Niners are a little bit better, but it's close. 
Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm going with the Chiefs because I know. Don't get me wrong. The Niners have been have played outstanding. Brock Purdy has played really well. That roster is the best in football. Kyle Shanahan's done a great job. But if they're playing in the Super Bowl, say that these are the two teams that play in Vegas uh, in, in on February 11th. These are the two teams that play at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on February 11th. I just I can't go. I would I, I would have to pay, take the Chiefs. I'd have to take the Chiefs. I could not bet against Mahomes. Between Mahomes and Brock Purdy, I know Brock Purdy has played really well. But I just can't bet against Mahomes. I just can't. I know the Chiefs have not looked great so far. I know they've won some one score, won a couple one score games. They haven't looked great. I know they beat the Jets by one score. I know they beat the Vikings by one score. But I just still can't bet against Mahomes. And that defense is better than you think. Bolton's been out. McDuff, Trent McDuffie's played well. They obviously got one of the best defensive tackles in the game. I'm still going with the Chiefs. I'm still going with the Chiefs to win it all. I think they should still be the favorite to win it all. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, their defense has definitely improved this year. They've looked pretty good defensively, and it was kind of surprising, you know, to have how good they've they've looked so far. You know, for me, it's look, Mahomes is still really good. I feel like like that Jet game, like that second quarter, he did not play great. Like even last week, like their biggest play was the um Watson for like a 23 yard um play, but he just kind of just threw it up there and Watson's able to come down and get it. Like I, I feel like they're just again like that offense, yeah, I bet it's gonna get clicking at some point. Um I know Kelsey's been banged, you know, got banged up, but sounds like he's gonna play, you know, tomorrow night against the Broncos. But like with the Niners, like, yeah, you know, Purdy going in this doable, you know, who knows? You know, yeah, you 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 know Mahomes is definitely the better quarterback than he is. But he's been just been so good at taking care of the football. It's Shannon just so good at scheming guys open. Like all he's got to do is just hit his target. Like he doesn't have to do too much. He doesn't have to like, and they stay they stay ahead of the chains too. Like they don't have a ton of like third and nines where they have to complete something. It's a lot of third and shorts as well. Like they just do a very good job of just scheming things open. And it's been pretty simple for Purdy. You know, it's pretty much he just doesn't have to go out there and just screw everything up. Like. You know, he's done a really awesome job. Yeah, but you say, oh, it doesn't have to screw it up. But why I would take the Chiefs over the 49ers, here's why. You get behind. Say the Chiefs get up by two scores. They're up two scores in the second half. I feel like there's – I can't trust I can't trust the Niners to win that game. I've never seen Brock Purdy do it. Patrick Mahomes, you saw him do it in year, in his second year in the league. You saw him come back from two scores down to beat the Chief, to beat the Niners in a Super Bowl. So that's why if between the two, I'm still going with the Chiefs because I trust that quarterback. I trust Patrick Mahomes more than I trust Brock Purdy. Yes, the Niners are the best team in the NFC. Yes, right now they have the best roster in the NFL. But if, if, it, if it came to a big game, a Super Bowl, a game that both teams needed to win, I'm still going with the Chiefs. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, with the Chiefs and, and- – you know, the Chiefs, yeah, you know, Mahomes done it, you know, we've seen it twice so far, you know, and he's been to three Super Bowls already in his young career. You know, Purdy, we still, you know, yeah, like that's the one thing we really haven't seen Purdy fall behind. But with how good that defense is, I feel like even against the Chiefs, like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, we saw in the first Super Bowl, you know, the the, Chief, um, the Niners kept them under wraps for until for the first 55 minutes of that game or so. And then, the, you know, the Chiefs put up a couple of touchdowns late on them. So, you know, I feel like that Niners defense, they keep it, I feel like, at least one score most of that game because, um, you know, the way they could get pressure, you know, on Mahomes in that time um, and just, you know, the way they get to the quarterback, their secondary is pretty good. I, I feel like, you know, yeah, we haven't seen Purdy have to do it a lot, but I feel like that deep with how good the Niners defense is too, that they'll keep, they would keep the Niners in that game where they could, the Niners could still kind of be able to run the football, um, you know, in that type of game. 
Yeah, I think. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think they'll still be able to run the ball and 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 do the things they need to do. But the thing is, is if 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 Kansas City gets up by a couple scores in that in like the second half of a the game, they're playing against the Niners. I'm taking Kansas City. I think it's close, but I would take Kansas City. You're taking San Francisco, but it'll be interesting down the line to see what happens. They don't play during the they don't play during the regular season. But it, it would be very. Or they might, I think they. No, I don't. I don't think they do. They don't play during the regular mm-hmm. season. But it'd be. But it'd be nice. That would be a really, really good Super Bowl matchup if they play each other. But I'm taking the Chiefs. I think right now, even though the Chiefs are four, haven't looked that impressive, but they're still four and one. Their one loss was to, was to the Lions without Travis Kelsey. I'm still taking them as the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I can see. Again, you know, they they should be still right there. You know, they they they're defending Super Bowl champions. Um, a lot of that team's back. You still got Patrick Mahomes under center. So yeah, you know, um, I still with the Niners. Cause again, I think that that team's been kind of close the last couple of years. Again, maybe if Purdue doesn't get hurt last year in the a- a- NFC championship game, maybe they win the game, you know, like maybe, um, you know, I think the Niners got that. Yeah, so talented roster that offensive lines played pretty well so far this year. I just think, yeah, they got, they got the most talented roster in the league. And I think, uh, you know, with Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, the rest of the weapons, I think the Niners, I think this could be the year the Niners finally kind of get over that hump. Yeah, we'll see. We'll be talking about the Niners later in the show. But we got to move on to the t- team that the Chiefs are going to be playing tomorrow night, and that's the Broncos. And the biggest storyline with them is, is can the relationship between Russell Wilson and, and Sean Payton be fixed? We saw last week when he had that fumble at the end of the Jets game, Sean Payton go right after Russell Wilson. The big question is, can this relationship be fixed? And I don't think so. I don't think it can be. And I don't, I don't really care what the cap it is. I think the Broncos will figure it out. I think this will be Russell Wilson's last year as the Broncos starting quarterback. I, if they have a terrible, if they have another bad year, I think this will be his last year as the starting quarterback. I think they trade him. I just don't think this relationship, it never really, it never really started out being good at anyways. I just don't think this relationship can be fixed. I think this, I think it's a mess in Denver. And I think this is going to be Wilson's last year as the Broncos starting quarterback. Yeah, I wouldn't be totally shocked because, yeah, I don't think Payton hasn't seemed like he's a big fan of Russell Wilson, even though, like, Russell hasn't been as bad. Like, he's looked better than last year. I know that's still not what you're paying for for how much money you're giving him. Um, but, yeah, I think at this point they're winning for, um, you know, we kind of saw the comments, too, you know, think back, like, in the summer, like, you know, Payton wasn't going to be afraid at some point if he had to to pull the string and go with Jarrett Sinem, the backup quarterback, so – yeah, you know, I just think it had a point for how bad this has kind of been going for him so far, and I, I feel like it's going to be pretty tough to kind of re rebuild this relationship. And yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Denver's going to have to eat a lot of money to try to get you know, rid of Wilson. But yeah, like you know, they're that desperate. They, I, I I could totally see it, and especially if they can get a top pick, um, and, and one of those you know good rookie quarterbacks coming out. Yeah, you you probably pull the string and try to get rid of Wilson. Absolutely, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it should be should be interesting to see what happens with Wilson and the Broncos going forward. And for the game, this should be a total blowout. This should be a total. I, I got 35-10 Kansas City, and I assume you got the same. I think you got 31-14 Chiefs. Yeah, I got 31-14. It's going to be a blowout. I heard it's supposed to be windy, so maybe that kind of keeps the score down a little bit. But, yeah, I just – I think Kansas City should be a role, especially with how good that defense has been. Even if it's windy, though, Pacheco have a big night on the ground because you know Denver against the run. They cannot stop the run. Brees Hall ran – all over them last week. Yeah, they did. So yeah, like you know, I did you how bad Denver's defense has been. They they're still gonna have a tough time in this one to uh yeah, slow down Kansas City. Uh Pacheco should just like that jet, yeah, the jet game too, you know, Pacheco had over hundred yards. So yeah, I could see him have another huge game uh tomorrow night. 
Yeah, he definitely should. He absolutely should. Now we will move on to the Monday night game between the Cowboys and the Chargers. Pretty much the battle of the pretenders at SoFi Stadium on Monday night. I mean, the Cowboys, they look terrible against the uh, against the 49ers. The Chargers, we know all about the Chargers and Brendan Staley. He is, he is an absolutely terrible coach. But for this game, I think this is a back-and-forth game between these two teams. I think these teams go back and forth. There's a couple lead changes in this game. But at the end of the day, I'm going to take the better quarterback here. I'm going to go with Justin Herbert over Dak Prescott. I think Justin Herbert has a good game against his Cowboy defense. I think Austin Eckler, he's probably going to be back. He'll have a he'll have a decent game on the ground. He'll have a good game, and he'll do do a good job. And he'll he'll, uh, he'll have a good game. And he'll uh, he'll do a good job in the pass game. I think that uh, I think the I think Boza and uh, Mac will get pressure on Dak, maybe force a turnover or two. I think this game comes down to Dak having the ball in his hands at the end and not getting the job done. And that's why I got the Chargers beating the Cowboys. 28 to 24, but Justin can Dak Prescott bounce back this week and get the Cowboys a four and two. I think he does. I get the Cowboys 20 to 23. I, you know, for me, it's more of a, I, McCarthy's not a great coach either, but I'll try, I trust him a little bit more than I do Brandon Staley in this one. Um, you know, Dak's going up against his former office coordinator, Kellen Ma or Kellen Moore. I think, um, you know, he plays well in this one. I think, you know, they have a bounce back game. I think C.D. Lamb, you know, could have a big game. Um, you know, I think on the running game, Tony Pollard, you know, has, runs the ball a lot better than he does than he did last week against the 49ers. Um, you know, I think Mac or Dak makes a, you know, yeah, I could Dak always is up there for a turnover too. He's always there, but I, I think, you know, with the way the Dallas defense plays, I think they'll force Herbert to make a mistake or two as well. And um, I think Dallas finds a way, and I think Staley, Staley's tried to screw it up the last couple of weeks, and I think this is a week where he makes a dumb decision and the Cowboys take advantage of it. Seeing the, seeing the Dallas Cowboys, we know what the Cowboys have been about pretty much our entire lives, knowing they've they pretty much been a pretender our entire lives. They've fooled us as a contender, but they've pretty much mm-hmm. been a pretender our entire lives, not getting to the NC title game since the 95 season. And then you look at the uh, you look at the Chargers, and they've also been a pretender pretty much our entire lives as well. And they pretty much are they, they pretty much look like a pretender with the head coach with the head coach they have. But the question is, is who is more of a pretender? The Cowboys or the Chargers? And I'm I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys because I don't see this team getting to the conference championship game. I can see the Chargers getting there because of, I can see the Chargers being a run because of the quarterback they have. I don't see the Cowboys getting there because, because to me, they're clearly not one of the top three teams in the NFC. That's the Niners. That's the Eagles. That's the, and that's the Lions. So they're clearly, I don't even think they're on those three teams level. I mean, their run defense is, is poor. Their quarterback is good, but not great. Uh, their receiving core, they don't have a, they don't have a lot of depth at receiver outside of CD lamb. So uh, I, I, I would, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. It's crazy to say it. A team coach, I'll take a team coach by Brendan Staley to make a run more, more than the Cowboys, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I, I could, I think you could argue the Cowboys aren't even a top four team in the NFC. You might put Seattle ahead of Dallas. So I, 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 I'm, I'm going, I'm going with the Cowboys here. I'm going with the Cowboys as more of a pretender than the Chargers. I have to, I, I am uh, on the opposite side of you. I, I the problem with me is last year's game against Jacksonville in the playoffs. They blew a twenty-seven nothing lead. Twenty or you know, I cannot trust Brandon Hill at all. I I know like and I know like the AFC right now it hasn't been as great as we kind of thought originally. Like, Burrow's been banged up. The Bills have so many defensive or Bills have a couple defense defensive um injuries. Obviously the Chiefs are still right there. Um, I know the Cowboys are not yeah the Cowboys the way they played Sunday night yeah 
they're they're not great. Again, the Lions are awesome. They have one playoff win all time. Like I know it's a different team, but it's like I do have to see the Lions play in January. I know the Cowboys have not been great either the month of January. Lions changed their culture though. The Cowboys have had the same did. culture for years. The Lions changed their culture. I trust them more than I trust the Cowboys. Yeah, I do too at the moment. I just have to see it out of Detroit Lions first. I just, you know, I, I have to see them play in a in a playoff game first. I just think again, if you tell me Brandon Saley's fired next week, I'll, you know, I'll I, I'll be right on the same side as you, but I, I, I just can't. I just can't get that Jacksonville game out of my game for, or head from last year. I just, I know Justin Herbert's a ph- phenomenal quarterback, and I just, any coach team under him, I don't think any lead is safe. And I just, right now, I, I still think the chart might be a little bit bigger of a pretender um, than, the, uh, than the Cowboys at the moment. Yeah, very, very interesting. That's a very interesting question because they both are mm. pretenders. But who, yeah. who is a bigger one? That's a that's a very, very interesting question. But this should be a it should be an interesting game Monday night to see who wins that. It's gonna be interesting to see who wins. I think I'm just gonna go with the team with the better quarterback. But it should be and I know the Cowboys beat him two years ago in the game where McCarthy couldn't find the clock and they wanted a game with oh, field yeah. goal. But yeah, I remember that game, yeah. But but yeah, should be a very, very interesting game on Monday night between these two teams. Yeah. But but we got we gotta move on to my team and uh they're in a brutal situation against the Bills this week. Uh, this is going to be a, this is going to be a brutal game for the Giants. Uh, the, the, the last week, I, I know a lot of people thought, you know, because of the final score, oh, they improved, they improved. That is clearly not the case. They gave over 500 yards of, of, of offense to the to the Dolphins. They, they they did force three turnovers. Funny thing about the Giants last week, they won the turnover battle three nothing, and they lost the game by 15 points. It's crazy to think of that. They this is actually the only time. They've won the turnover battle. They've won the turnover battle three nothing, and they've and they've and they've uh, and they've and they've lost the game. The other time was the Cowboy game in 2015 when the Cowboys went right at the end. This time the Giants lost by 15 points, and they won the turnover battle three nothing, three nothing, three. They they had three turns. The Dolphins didn't have any. Tua did everything he could to keep the Giants in that game with that pick six, that pick on the on the on the Giants half the field. He did everything he could to keep the Giants in the game. And the Giants didn't want to stay in the game because their offense was absolutely pitiful. Their offensive line is absolutely pathetic. I mean, Josh Azudu was absolutely terrible. This offensive line is the worst in football, bar none. It is awful. It is awful. Daniel Jones is not – I know the offensive line's been bad, but Daniel Jones is taking a step back. Uh, the defense has not been good this year either, especially against the run. They're 30 – that hasn't changed. The run defense hasn't changed. They're 30th against the run. Miami almost ran in for over 200 yards against them last week. This is going to be a brutal game for the Giants. It's not going to be pretty for them. I think Buffalo, James Cook is a big game on the ground. I think Josh Allen throws two or three touchdown passes. And I think Daniel Jones gets sacked at least at least uh, three times. because or At least five times, I mean. Because they're facing an even better pass rush than they faced the last two weeks with the Buffalo with the Bills. And Von Miller is back. You got Gregory Russo, Von, and you're going against Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. You're going against that pass rush. The Giants don't have a chance this week. They're going to one and five. I got the Giants. I got the Bills winning this game, thirty-four to ten over the Giants. But Justin, can Dayball's knowledge? I don't. Know, I don't know why I'm asking this question. Can Dayball's knowledge of the Bills help the Giants pull a major upset Sunday night? I don't think so. I got a twenty-four thirteen. I feel like coming back from London, the travel. I feel like the Giants can kind of keep it close. Originally, it's supposed to be rain Sunday night, but I was looking at it again this morning. It sounds like it's going to be cleared out by Sunday night. So, um, you know, might weather might not be too much of a factor in this one. 
But I, I think with all the defensive injury from the Bills, maybe they get out to a slow start and it's like a 10-3 to 3 game at half and then the Bills kind of figure it out in the second half. But I just, right now, the way the offensive line is, again, Evan Neal was, I, I figured after the comments that, the dumb comments he made last week, I, I figured he would go out there and play better. That was, oh, he is was garbage. Worse. He is garbage. Oh, he is garbage. That's Joe Shane right there, the number seven pick there, yeah. Joe Shane. And then even Kayvon Thibodeau. I know he has four sacks. Yeah. That's your number five pick, and he's average. Uh, that's why yeah. I've always said Joe Shane is most responsible for this. I know Dayball and uh, and uh, Jones should get their share of the blame, but Joe Shane's definitely most responsible for this. You got the number seven pick of the draft. He can't even play. He's Eric Flowers 2.0. Yeah, he's bad. It is it is bad right now. Um, yeah, they haven't figured out. Thibodeau, too, he's just, you know, just he's inconsistent. That's that's the big thing about Thibodeau. Um, yeah, I just the way they can't run the football, I don't think Barkley's going to play again. Um, you know, Daniel Jones is banged up again with that neck, which is a concern because he missed a couple games. You yeah, know, that's the same years ago. he had against the Eagles too. Yeah. And you and you see Van Ginkle just dis- pass a Zudu and destroy Jones. Jones had never a chance on that. Yeah. No, no, she did not. So I, again, I need to be another ugly one and try Taylor's. You know, even if Taylor starts and you know Jan- Jones can't go, he's not the same guy anymore either. So yeah, it'd be ugly. And again, the Giants. The only team in the league without a touchdown in the first half. Like, they have to get out to a better start. Here's but. an interesting stat, too. They have not taken a snap with a lead this season. That's crazy to think of. They haven't mm-hmm. taken a snap with a lead this year. Yeah, in the in the Arizona game, because in the Arizona game, they kicked a late field goal to take the lead, and then they, and they held them at the end. So they have not taken a snap with a lead this year. That is crazy. The Panthers and the Patriots have taken snaps with leads this year. The Giants have not. Yeah, it makes sense because they've only played 30 good minutes of football, and that was the second half against the Cardinals. Other than exactly. that, I you could say the first drive of the Cowboys game until, you know, the special teams there, to the block, and I guess the fumble there, I don't know, first or second goal. But, yeah, like, other than that, it's been brutal. So, yeah, it makes sense that they haven't had it, they, they haven't taken a snap yet with the league because their offense can't do anything, and it just puts more stress on the defense. So, look, you finally got some couple of turnovers. You hope – that they you know he could continue that and Josh Allen has one of those games where he makes a couple of mistakes and keeps you in it. But yeah, I just right now I, I can't see this offense, you know, making up for it. Yeah, we go back to the turnovers. The only positive you took out of Sunday's game was Waller played played pretty well and the defense did force turnovers. Now, were those turnovers two terrible decisions by Tua or did the defense force them? That's the big question. I feel like they were terrible decisions by Tua, but they didn't get the turnovers. So you, the positive thing, the only positive you could take out of it is the, the, the turnovers and, uh, and and the play of Darren Waller. But the problem with this team is they have taken two steps backwards. You thought we were out of the Mac. You thought we were out of the the, the old days when when they when they brought Shane and Dable in. We thought we were out of the Dave Gettleman, Joe Judge, Pat Shermer, Ben McNew days. I'm not saying we're there yet, but with the way we're starting, we're starting to question that we are back to that. The Giants are back to those days. Yeah. And I can see why, because what McAdoo's first year is eleven and five, and then they followed it up three and thirteen. And they ended up going three and thirteen. McAdoo didn't even last yeah, the year that year. He got fired right after he right after he benched Eli and went with Geno Smith. Then Shermer's uh, Shermer's two years were four and twelve and five and eleven. Judge went six and ten. But I remember we were saying uh, how Judge, you know, he's turning this around. The program turned around, and then the second year was an absolute disaster. He ends the season with an eleven minute rant. That eleven minute stupid eleven minute rant he had against the Bears, and then that third and nine quarterback sneak, which was horrible. So, I mean, this yeah. is just – you thought we were out of the darkness. The Giants last year thought, we're out of this. We're out of this. And now we're, back, we're, we're getting back to it. 
I mean, we, this is going to be our fifth one and or I think our sixth one and five start or no, uh, yeah, sixth one and five start in the last seven years. That's crazy because 017 they started one and five, 018 they started one. No, it's our no, no, my bad. It's our fourth. It's it would be our uh, I think fifth fifth in the last seven years. We started one and five. That's so pathetic. Yeah, that's it's bad. You know that you just you keep you haven't been able to figure it out and look. You know. And yeah, it kind of felt like last year. Yeah, you know, they took advantage of a schedule that, you know, that wasn't great. And now that you're, you know, it's been a much tougher schedule this year. And yeah, you're kind of seeing the effects of it. And again, the the offensive line, like, again, the big part of it is you haven't had an offensive line since the last time you won the Super Bowl. Offensive line. Yeah, basically, that's been the biggest issue. That's been the big, you get it right at the nail right in the head. That's been the biggest issue. They've gone through three or four. They've tried to fix the line three or four times. They just have not been able to do it. Even last year, their offensive line wasn't that good. The reason they made the playoffs was because their defense was decent. Daniel Jones played well, and Saquon Barkley was great in the first half of the season. That's their their offensive line wasn't great. It was oh, let me, don't get me wrong. It was much better than it was this year, but their offensive line was not great last year either. That's been the biggest problem with the Giants is the offensive line play ever really since and you hit the nail on the head ever since 2013. That that was the that, that's when this team started to fall off. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's the big thing because, you know, they were kind of seeing that a lot this year because there hasn't been a lot of great quarterback play this year. And, I you know, I think some of, the, I think some of it is because these pass rushers, now that we're getting, are just so good. And I think some of these off of the line just, you know, some of these, some, some of these rookies, some of these other guys just kind of struggle to begin in here. But, yeah, like it's just it's been so long and you've gone through so many coaches. I assume you've been through a ton of offensive line coaches trying to get this thing fixed and whatever formula just, it just hasn't worked out and it's been through a couple of regimes. So it's crazy that, you know, Evan Neal looks like a bust there. Eric Flowers, you know, was a giant bust. It's it's crazy that usually it's quarterbacks where it's like, man, you know, you're not able to kind of, you know, it's tough to kind of hit on that guy, but sometimes, you know, like they're not be able to really hit on many off the line. It's Andrew Thomas has been really good. You need him back, but you know, Andrew Thomas can't play all five off of the line positions. No, that's no. that's the issue. Exactly. You can't develop it. They exactly. struggle to develop. Exactly, exactly. It's just been a, it's just been a mess for this team, and it's not. It's going to continue this week. It's going to continue this week because they're playing one of the best teams in football. They're playing one of the best teams in football in the Buffalo Bills. So the mess is going to continue this week. That's why I got the Bills winning big. But we got to go from one disaster to another disaster. That's the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. and they go out to Vegas this week. As we all know, last year they lost that crazy game out in Vegas. And I, I think the game will be much lower scoring this year because both offenses are not as good, definitely not as good as they were last year. I think this is a low scoring game. I do think the Patriots stay in it early. I think they, they stay in the game early. I don't think Mac Jones is horrible in this game because the Raiders defense, it's better than we thought it was going to be, but it's it's not that good. It's not, it's not the Saints defense, not the Cowboys defense. So I think they stay in the game. I don't think Mac Jones plays that poorly. But at the end of the day, the guy that is going to make the biggest difference in this game is number 98. Number nine. I know Bill's going to try to take him away, but I feel like on this offensive line, they're not going to be able to block the other guys in the Raiders. And that's then that's that's gonna that's gonna open things up for number 98. And I think like, just like on Monday night, number 98 is gonna take over Max Crosby, and he's gonna be the guy. I think it's gonna come right down to the end of this game where Mac Jones has the ball and Max Crosby makes a play for the Raiders to win. On offense, I do think the Raiders have a decent game. I think that Josh Jacobs has a better he was pretty decent on Monday night. I think he has a pretty good game on uh uh, not a great game. He's not the player he was last year. He won't have a great game on uh, uh, against the Patriots, but I think he'll have a pretty good game. I think I think Jimmy Garoppolo will protect the ball. I think the difference in the game is going to be Garoppolo making less pl- less mistakes than uh, Mac Jones, 
and number 98 making that play at the end of the game to, to get the Raiders to 500. I got the Raiders winning this game 23 to 16 over the Patriots. But Justin, can your Patriots get revenge from what happened last year in Vegas? No chance. I think it's the Raiders. And by the way, I don't think we stand a chance. That's the crazy. That's crazy thing. It's block. the Raiders and you don't stand a chance. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I'd be surprised if Max Crosby does not have at least three sacks in this game. I, Vidarius Lowe is not going to block Max Crosby. He's just, again, yeah, we have the second worst offensive line behind your Giants. I, I, this, it is bad. We don't have one, you know, I know we'll get to the, Patriots and if they're the worst team out there but I just we don't have one good player on this offense we don't everybody's mediocre to bad Jacoby Myers I know I know you saw him get separation he's not great but he probably he would be your best receiver right now he's not great and Matt Matt had chemistry with him Bill needs to know that yep and I for whatever reason I I don't they gave the same amount of money to Juju that Jacoby Myers got from the Raiders. It's ridiculous. Juju that has is been horrendous. That is why these, they, they cannot go back the same way they are the next year no. at all. At any level, they cannot go back the same way they were last year. How do you give someone who's done nothing more, more of the same amount of money as you, you would, you, you, you would have given Jacoby Myers? That is ridiculous. No, and, and, and for don't forget about DeAndre Hopkins either. Yeah. Yep. That would have been nice. We need something because not. Our wide receivers were like last in separation. Like that's I know I said I was gonna be done defending Mac, but look, Mac is Mac's not the biggest problem. It's the offensive line, Bills is the bigger problem right now. But like, how do you expect any quarterback to come in and and succeed in an offense where your your wide receivers are never open? And then they throw third and eight to the Devontae Parker one on one. He doesn't make any of those catches. Like, what is, what is Max supposed to do? I know he's not been good practicing the football, but it's like, I, I, I can't stand that. Well, people want Bill Zappi. It's like, Zappi didn't play well either. I like, know. what do you want Mac to do at this point? Like, yeah, yeah he's, he's making bad mistakes. But, look, I just, I, again, this all, we had eight first downs. Three of them came on a Saints penalty. We had, our offense was able to must, only muster five first downs themselves. And the Saints defense is very good, but in 2023 to only get five first downs is an embarrassment. And Bill O'Brien has not – his play calling has been horrific. That first drive, eight yards uh, Stevens had, second to two, and they throw two passes. I just I, – I just – it, it is bad. And all three of my football teams stink. And, then, you know, Lisa Rangers start tomorrow night. The Kings start in two weeks. And UConn basketball hangs it on the banner 26 days. So yeah, yeah. that is where I'm at with this Patriots team yeah. right now. I mean, there has not been an organization over the last couple of years. That, I know Mac Jones hasn't been good. There has not been an organization that has put their quarterback in less of a position to succeed than the Patriots. They have, they have, put, they have, they have set Mac Jones up to fail more than any team in the, in the NFL has set their quarterback up to fail. It all started last off in the offseason in 2022 after they made the playoffs with making no moves to improve the team. And, th- and they subtracted by getting rid of Shaq Mason. Then they hire a, you know, a, a, a special teams coach and a defensive coordinator to be the offensive coordinator after you went to the playoffs with Mac Jones. That was a horrific decision. And then this year, oh, oh we're, we're not going to resign Jacoby Myers. Oh, did DeAndre Hopkins out there. You got beat out by a team who has Ryan Tannehill as their starting quarterback 
to sign to sign DeAndre Hopkins. That is inexcusable. Bill Belichick needs to be fired. They need to. Bill needs to give up the roles of GM. And if he doesn't, he's got to be fired in general. This is absolutely ridiculous. They have went from in five years one of the best teams in the league, the model franchise, to one of the worst. And that is a hundred percent on Bill Belichick. Oh yeah, it was one hundred percent is, and yeah, he like that's the thing. Like Mac is broken. Like Mac's never going to succeed here anymore. It doesn't matter. Like I'm going to say this: there's zero percent chance Mac is the starting quarterback next year. And I think right at this point, I think the less than twenty five percent Bills back as a head coach. I, I think crap. I think crap's going. I, I think crap's going to fire him, or yeah, if they're they going to fire part ways. Yeah, or, or, or part ways or something. They have to remove Belichick, especially at the GM. They got to. They, if they they don't have him as the GM, then the franchise is, is a laughing stock. They're a joke. If they if they don't fire Belichick as the GM, and they don't remove Belichick as the GM, then they're an outright joke. But yeah, a change has to be made because they cannot come back the same way they are next year. No, they can't. They absolutely can't. And crap's in the off season. If we're not positioned to get number seven, if we're not in that spot, I'm gonna make changes. Kraft's not, I no, I and look, I know Kraft's and Bill's kind of relationships always kind of been a mystery and hasn't always been great behind the scenes. Seems like I, I, I think you know, I, I can't imagine like if they win less than six games, which it, which is going to happen, they're oh, going to win. I think at oh, this question. point, they're going to win three. They're or four. In a I don't spot. know how the Giants are in a bad spot, they're in a worse spot than the Giants because at least the Giants get some reinforcements with Saquon and Andrew Thomas. Mm-hmm. The Patriots they lost two of their best defensive players, and their offense is horrible. Yeah, yeah, I, I said, you know, we don't have one good player offensively right now. Like, you know, and I and I, that's the thing. Like, we're only going to probably win three or four games. I don't think Robert Kraft's going to let Bill Belichick pick the next quarterback. No. Because no. I think we're going at that point, at this point. And, you know, whoever it is in the top ten, he's not – Robert Kraft, I don't think trust him. So, like, yeah, and I don't think – and I think Bill's still a good head coach. I just – with this team, which is his fault, you're not succeeding. Yeah, I still feel. I, I think I don't think he's. I honestly, I think he's lost it a little bit. I think I think some of the players are starting to lose faith in him a little bit. I think he's lost it a little bit, but I still think he is a good coach. But he can't be the general manager. That's what's putting this team in this mess. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, I think that's fair. That yeah, he's probably has lost a little bit coaching wise. But like, let's say because I think it would be perfect. Chargers fired Brandon Staley. I think that's a ma- ready-made place for Bill Belichick to go. And absolutely. again, the Chargers are. Instantly, one of the favorites for the Amer- AFC and Super Bowl. Oh yeah, like absolutely. I, you know, so you know, we'll we'll see. I know, I know that he said the only other team he Bill said he coaches the Giants. The Giants. I, and that might, hey, if we go like yeah. two and fifteen, that may happen. Who knows? That may that that may that totally could happen there. So you know, we'll see. But yeah, this like they they set up Mac Jones to absolutely fail. It's it's horrific. Um, you know. And they like, I wouldn't be shocked if they sit him down for a couple of weeks and just like give him like a mental break or mental rest just to kind of get his head straight. And I, I and again, if they do, it's Will Greer. It's not Bill Zappi. That's that's what I'm thinking right now. And I don't think Greer is going to be great either. But I, at this point, with these, you know, nothing hurts. And I'm I'm just I'm no, maybe I'm a bad fan for doing this, but I'm I'm hoping we win like two games and get Caleb Williams. That's that's where I'm at this point. Um. Because yeah. we need to re- we need to reset this thing, exactly. and you know, it's going to be in last thing for me. It's it's going to be Mayo that draw Mayo that's going to get this head coaching job, and it's going to be a tough first head coaching job because he's got a lot of rebuilding I, to do. I, I, I wouldn't keep it in the family. I fire everyone and get somebody outside the organization. To be honest, 
to be honest, I would not keep anything to do with what's happened the last four years in this organization. I get rid of everyone. I I get I clear out the entire coaching staff and get a new head coach in there. Yeah, that wouldn't be the worst idea either because everything that organization Bill has touched, like I feel like they're gonna have to actually clear that entire organization out because you know Bill's got fingerprints all over that place. So I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I just with that deal with my, with Mayo, it just I like I feel you know it seems like he's kind of the coach and waiting, but yeah, maybe there's an opportunity somewhere else where, you know, he does end up going somewhere else because he's got a little better of a chance here, but I wouldn't mind that either. Kind of thinking, I would love the Detroit Lions OC of Ben Johnson that, that if it had to go outside the family, that's who I would want. Yeah. But that'd be a good hire there. It'd definitely be a good hire. Yeah. So you brought up Caleb Williams and the big question we want to ask is right now, are the Patriots the worst team in football? I think they're the second to worst behind the Panthers. I have to still say the Panthers because the Panthers haven't won a game. But the Panthers are rebuilding, but but they haven't won a game, so I have to say the Panthers. But I would say the Patriots are the second to worst team in football. I think they're 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 really they're they're good nowhere on offense. There's nowhere where they're good on the offensive side of the ball. They really can't do anything well. Maybe run the football, but the problem is is they, 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 they it's impossible to run the ball when you have no receive no good receivers. Your quarterback is massively incon is totally inconsistent your offensive line is terrible so and so so uh, uh their offense is, is one of the worst it probably could be the worst in football and then you look at their uh their defense their defense is still okay but they lost Matt Judon and Christian Gonzalez so I think the only reason why I wouldn't say the Pats are the worst team in football is because they have a win and the Panthers don't I think we are the worst at least the Panthers score points we can't score yeah. we haven't scored in two weeks yeah. You know, when we we the one touchdown we got against the Jets was on a broken coverage by New York. Like we're lucky to score a touchdown in that game. And at least they they have their quarterback in Bryce Young, and I feel I think he's going to be pretty good. He just that that the system right now is not great, and the offensive line hasn't been any help to him. So, look, you know, I know they're, they're probably not going to win this week. They got the Texans at home coming up after a bye. Maybe they get the Texans at home. Um, but like, I don't know how many more games we're winning. Like, I think at the end of the paint, I wouldn't be shocked. If the Panthers have three to four wins. I don't know if we're getting the four wins at this point, even for how yeah. good of a coach Bill is. Cause we can't score. We yeah. just can't score points. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I, and I don't think it's going to fix because I, I think this, I think this offense is broken. Like, I just think there's no confidence. I know they all say, Oh, we believe in each other. I don't see it after that pick six on Sunday. You can just see it. There's yeah. nothing left. They, they got. You know, their special teams stink. Bill exactly. prides himself on that. Yep. They stink. Yep. So yep. I just, uh, you know, we, we stink in all three phases. And that's that, that's why I think we're the worst team out there right now. It's sad and didn't think it was going to be this bad. Because yeah, we were three to four plays last year that bounced our way. We were a playoff team. Yeah. Now it's like a complete dumpster <laughs> fire. Yeah, you've completely, yeah, you've completely fallen to one of the worst yes. teams in the league. And it all started in that Dallas game. When you lost Gonzalez mm -hmm. and you lost Judon, you got crushed. That's when really the downfall began. Yeah, absolutely. You're right about that. And yeah, it's not gonna get any uh not gonna get any better in the next couple of weeks. It absolutely is not. It definitely is not. The Patriots are definitely in for a long year. But we gotta get to the slate of games on Sunday. And we're gonna start with the game in Cleveland. The undefeated 49ers travel to Cleveland to face the Browns. And I think this is a defensive struggle. You got probably two of the top defenses in the league going at it. 
with each other. I think this is going to be a defensive struggle. But I think the difference in this game is going to be Brock Purdy, like he always does. He's not going to make mistakes. He's going to he's going to manage this game. He's not going to make mistakes. I think the Niners are going to force a couple turnovers from Deshaun Watson. I think this game is going to be close. I think it's going to be competitive. But I think and I think it's going to come down to the end. But I think this great Niners, this this top Niners defense is going to make a play at the end of the game. And that's why I think the Niners go to six and zero and beat the Browns twenty three to seventeen. But Justin, can Watson and the Browns hand the Niners their first loss of the year? I get the Niners 21-10. Um, supposed to be rain and windy, so it could be an ugly weather game. And um, on Sunday up there in Cleveland, it, look, you know, even if Watson plays, his shoulders bugging him. It's gonna be tough to throw the football in the rain, anyways. I feel like this Niners defense is gonna have three or four turnovers. And yeah, I think I think you know, even for how good the Browns defense is, I think the Niners score a defense a touchdown in this one. And it sounds like if he can't go either, it's gonna be PJ Walker, who's not a great passer either. Um, and I feel like the Niners are going to be able to stack the box and kind of just say, all right, have PJ Walker kind of beat us through the air. Or even, a, even if Watson can go, he's probably not going to be hundred percent with his shoulder. Let those guys beat us through the air. And I think with that Niners defense, there's no way they're going to let that happen. And I got San Francisco going on the road, winning by double digits. We got an AFC matchup across the pond as the Ravens will take on the Titans. And I think it's a good match for the Ravens because I think they're going to contain Derrick Henry. I think they're going to contain Derrick Henry for it's a couple turnovers uh, from Ryan Tannehill. I think Lamar Jackson will throw a, play well and throw a couple touchdown passes in this game. I think the Ravens bounce back this week. I got them winning it 24-13 to 13 over the Titans. But, Justin, can Derrick Henry rush the Titans to their third win in London? No, I got the Ravens 20-16 to 16 in this one. Um, I think a big part of this, too, is Baltimore's already in London. They left Monday evening and. Tennessee's not leaving a Friday, and you kind of saw Buffalo do the same thing, and they were pretty slow there for, like, that first half. Um, you know, you could kind of see that the, the kind of fatigue was there. And I think maybe you see the same thing for the Titans. Um, and, like, the Ravens should have won last week. They, you know, they had eight drop passes. You know, Lamar threw that in- interception in the end zone. Um, Baltimore kind of just shot themselves in the foot last week. And I feel like with Tannehill, um, you know, the Ravens do a good job stopping the run. I can't see Tannehill really beating this this uh, Ravens team through the air. And I think the Ravens do enough. I think Titans, because Mike Vrabel has played the, the Ravens pretty tough over the years. So I think they keep it close, but I'll take the Ravens to bounce back this week. We got an interconference matchup in Cincinnati as the Seahawks travel to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. And last week, Joe Burrow looked the best as he looked all week. I know he played the Cardinals, but he's looked he looked the best that he's looked all season long. Joe Burrow looked really good last week, and I think he continues to look good. I think he has another big week against Seattle. I think he throws a couple touchdown passes, like Jamar Chim and Jamar Chase. That connection is back. I think that connection, they, they, they have a big week this week, too. I do think Geno Smith makes plays, too. I think Geno Smith, I think Kenneth Walker is a big game. I think Geno Smith goes a couple touchdowns, but I'm going with the better quarterback here, and I'm going with the home team here. I got the Seahawks beating the Bengals 27-23 in Cincinnati on Sunday, but Justin, can Geno lead the Seahawks to a 4 one start? I think he does. I get the Seahawks, you know, coming off a bye here, 24-21, win on the road. Yeah, Burrow looked better. I He still really can't move, though, which worries me. And that offensive line is still garbage. Um, and I feel like for Seattle, I think they're going to have success running the football against this Bengals defense. The Bengals defense, um, you know, they forced a couple turnovers last week. I think Gino cracked the ball a little bit better. And Burrow looked good, but the Cardinals handed the, the Bengals 17 points as well there. Um, I just I, – I think Seattle played really well. You know, on the ground, they'll give us some, you know, Seattle's defense is not great. So I think Burrow will have some plays through the air. They'll have some big games, but I'm going to take Gino on the road. I still, Burrow looked healthy, but I, I still, still a little kind of, you know, 
cautiously optimistic with this Bengals team right now. I'll take Seattle going the road and then get the win. Interconference matchup in Houston as we got the Saints traveling down to Houston to face the Texans. I think this is going to be a close competitive game. But Derek Carr looked better last week. I think Kamara gets some yard, gets yards on the ground. I think Olave gets a touchdown pass, catches a couple touchdowns. I think this game is close and competitive. It comes right down to the end. And I think C.J. Stroud plays well again. But I do think the Saints defense makes a play at the end of the game. And that's why I got the Saints going to 4-2, and two, beating the Texans 24-20. Yeah, I got the um... – I, I got Houston going, going bouncing back this week, 17-13 win here over the um, Saints. i not really impressed there with the – the Saints defense is really, really good. The offense I'm still not totally impressed with so far. You know, Carr definitely looked better this um, last week. But Stroud's done a really good job taking care of the football. I think they bounced back. They may not have a great game running the football because the Saints have done a great job stopping the run. But, you know, I, I think Texans defense – or the Texans – yeah, the Texans defense makes a couple of turnovers because I, I just – and a lot of those games, like, you know, I didn't like the way the, the Saints blew the game against the Packers, especially for how bad Love looked the other night. And, like, the way they played against the Bucs, I think uh, I think the Texans at home find a way to win. All righty, we got a Bucks fan in the chat. So we're going we're gonna to call an audible here. We're going to talk some Bucks lions here. And uh, this is a big game this week between the Bucks and the Lions. Buccaneers, surprising 3-1 and one team. Lions, to me, a top three team in the NFC. And I think they can conti- they continue that. I think the Lions continue it. I think they have they have success on the ground with David Montgomery. I think Jared Goff throws a couple touchdown passes. I do think Baker Mayfield gets some yards through the air through the air. He gets the ball to Chris Godwin, but I do think he throws. He makes more. He, Goff will make will make more plays and he'll make less mistakes than Baker Mayfield. And that's ultimately going to be the difference in this game. I think the Bucks are off to a nice start, but I got to go with the team with the better coach, the better quarterback, and the better roster. That's why I got, and I know I got a reputation of picking against the Bucks every week. People let me get on me for that. I'm going to keep that reputation going. I got the Lions in, the, in a four o'clock in the four o'clock game. This game was flex. This game was supposed to be a one o'clock game. It was four o'clock. I got Dan Campbell's crew going to five and one. I got the Lions beating the Bucks 30 to 20. But Justin, can Baker keep the Bucks in first place? I get the lines as well with you. 23 to 16. I'm not there either. I'm with you. I'm not there yet with the Bucs. Yeah, they played, you know, Baker's done a good job taking care of the football, but this is a Detroit defensive line here that is legit. And they built this thing like the Niners on both um on both sides on the offensive defensive line, where they're just totally legit. And they're they you know, Aiden Hutchinson with that pick last week. Um, damn. They're lucky Jags didn't take him at number one. Last year in that draft, um, it's, he's he's been oh, awesome. Could you for imagine him. if Jacksonville took him in that draft? Yeah. Could you imagine Jacksonville? Imagine. They'd be right there with the Chiefs. They'd be right there with the Chiefs if they took, if they took Aiden Hutchinson. Mm, yeah, they get another pass rusher like that. Yeah, that'd be huge for that defense. So, um, they've taken you know Detroit's taking advantage of it, having them there. Um, Baker's done a good job taking care of the football, but I think that we, this this week it changes, and I think the Lions do a good job stopping the run, and I think that makes Baker one dimensional. I think that's when um. You know, the Bucs will, will kind of struggle. And I, Detroit kind of forces them in some third and longs there. And I don't think Baker will make make the play there on third down. So I'm going to take Detroit again to uh, win another one. They, you know, they're legit. And, you know, they, they got a chance to win the FC here. How crazy it sounds, Detroit Lions. Oh, but absolutely. They're, they're there. Without a yeah. doubt. Without a doubt. They can run the football. They play pretty good defense. They, uh, they The quarterback got to a Super Bowl. Uh, they, they're, they're getting Jamison Williams is back. I mean, Monron St. Brown, one of the best receivers in the game. Sam Laporta seemed like a really good pick. I'm telling you, I would not be surprised. Oh, I would not be surprised at all if I see a Lions Niners NFC championship game. And I would not be surprised to see the Lions in Allegiant Stadium with the way they've started this season. Don't forget, they beat the Chiefs on opening night. I know, I know yeah, Travis Kelsey yeah. was out, but they beat the Chiefs on opening night. 
they did and you know they were the better team that night too so yeah it, it's 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 crazy to kind of talk about the lines like this is we've never really seen it so yeah you know jared Goff again they i know the panthers defense not good but they had multiple kind of their top weapons out last week they still put up 42 points last week so you know jared Goff's played really really well ben johnson's the oc's done a great job they you know some creativity with that offense and yeah it, it the, the lines are they're legit, and I thought they were going to be good. They're going to win that division by the least four games. Oh, they'll have that division wrapped up by Thanksgiving. They'll have that division wrapped yes. up by Thanksgiving. Yeah, you look at the Packers. Look at the yeah. Packers. Jordan yeah, Love, come on, he's an average to below average quarterback. Yeah, the Vikings, they, they're not. They're not a good team. Uh, and the Bears, just enough set. I know they won on. Uh, I know they won on Thursday night, but come on, the Bears are, one of, are some yeah. of the worst teams in the league. So they're going to have that division wrapped up by Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, and you know. Thought they'd win it, but then think they're gonna yeah win it by four or five games. Yeah, they've been overly impressive. And why all those you know because the Bears and Vikings are probably gonna go through some you know definitely the Bears. The Vikings got some you know kind of decisions they got to make yeah, here. Yeah, Jefferson's this out, and, so they yeah they might they're definitely yeah. we'll get to, we'll get to them. But yeah, they're they're probably gonna be rebuilding. Yeah, so yeah yeah so Lions should definitely win that division by should have that division wrapped up by Thanksgiving. Yeah, they absolutely will. So, yeah, it's impressive the way Dan Campbell. I know you talked very highly of him last week. He's done a phenomenal job. And after the, uh, you know, we're going to break everybody's knees caps. It's, you know, didn't really think that would go over well in an NFL team, but it has. It sure did. It absolutely did. Now we'll go back to the 1 o'clock games. We got the Panthers taking on the Dolphins. This should be an easy win for the Dolphins. Two should throw three or four touchdown passes. I know the A-chain is out, but Moser should get yards on the ground. Uh, that the defense should sack Bryce Young. I mean, three—I think three or four times. It should be a total blowout. I got Miami winning this one big, thirty-eight to six. Justin, I assume you got the same. Yeah, I got thirty-one, thirteen Dolphins. Um, they're gonna blow them out. Two, yeah, two should be able to do whatever he wants. That Panthers little line's not great. I, I, you know, I think Bryce Young's gonna be okay if he can kind of get some help offensively, especially up front. Frank Wright's not a great play caller either, which I don't think is helping things right now. And hey, he called out the owner this week. Um, he wanted Stroud, I guess. Uh, Frank Wright. Wow, so I, I, wow. I, I don't know what that relationship because he said the owner wanted Bryce Young. So I don't know that relationship can't be great right now. So there's probably some kind of internal issues going on with the Panthers right now. Dolphins should do whatever they want. Win big. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, I think, I think they should. I, I definitely think. Yeah, I definitely think they should win big. Uh, on, on that night. But we will move on to the, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Sunday afternoon. But we will move on to the Commanders and the Falcons. And that is a, uh, that, that's that's going to be an interesting game between those two teams. I mean, the, the, I mean, uh, both them, I mean, the the uh, Commanders lost three in a row. Falcons uh, have won, won last week. But this is a game for the Falcons. If they can't win this game, I don't feel like they're a playoff team. I think this is a game the Falcons could win. I think this game the Falcons are going to win. Because I think B. John Robinson is going to have a huge, really, really big game on the ground. He's going to run, he's, he's going to run for, I think he's going to, I think he's going to run for over 100 yards. I think Bijan's going for over 100. I think that uh, I think that Desmond Rinder will play well because he plays well at home. I think Sam Howell will do a decent job moving the ball, but I think the difference is the Falcons will get touchdowns, the Commanders get field goals, and that's why I get the Falcons winning this game 24 to 19 over the Commanders. But can Sam Howell help the Commanders snap their three-game losing streak? I think so. I get the Falcons as well in this one, 21 to 20. Um, I think the Falcons' defense going to play well they've done a really good job against the pat you know they're fourth in the league so far um their secondary has been really really good so far um and i feel like that the commander you know the commanders are going to put up some points but i i the, with the way the falcons kind of eat clock here um and it felt like they finally unleashed desmond ritter and 
with the weapons that, you know, with uh, Drake London, Kyle Pitts finally got going. They finally kind of gave him the ball last week. So um, I, I feel like the Falcons, you know, will at home find a, find a way to not do enough here to uh, knock off Washington. We got a big matchup in the AFC South between the Colts and the Jags, both teams three and two. This is a game for first place in the AF, in the AFC South. And I think, but I think the Jaguars are clearly the better team. I think that Travis Etienne will have a good game on the ground. I think Lawrence will throw two or three touchdown passes. And I do think the Jags do for it, get a pick from Gardner Minshew. Minshew has played well, but this is definitely the best team he has got. I, mean, I know he beat the Ravens, but I think this 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 game he will have trouble in. I think he'll throw a pick or two. I think I think the Jaguars win this. I think they win it by double digits. They looked really good in that London game against the Bills. So I think the Jaguars win this one 27 to 16. But Justin, can the Colts get to first place in the in the AFC South? I get the Jags as well coming back. You know, I wonder it's a slow start, back to back weeks out in London that kind of takes a bit here to get their legs underneath them. Um, but I feel like the last time the Jags started uh Gardner Menchu, they ran a lot of this, like RPO stuff, which isn't really what Gardner Menchu's kind of built to do. And I don't know if Chase Sykin will kind of change the offense for him this week to kind of, you know, make it, a, you know, tailor a little bit more to, for Menchu to have success in this one. Um, but I think the Jacksonville defense plays well. Zach Moss had a really good game last week uh, running the football. I think the Jaguars do enough to kind of slow that down. I think Menchu makes enough, you know, keeps them in it here. I think he'll make some big plays in this one. Um, but I think Jacksonville will, uh, will prevail, you know, They'll, they'll find a way to um, close this one out. We got a matchup in the NFC North between the Vikings and the Bears, two two teams that that, that look like they're not – could be the worst two, – two of the worst teams in football with the Vikings losing Justin Jefferson for four weeks and the Bears, even though they won last week, but they are not, but they are not a good team. And I, I But I do think the Vikings win this. Even though without Jefferson, I think they win it. I think Kirk Cousins plays pretty well against the Bears defense, and I think this is a close game, so you know what that means. Justin Fields is going to throw a pick or, or turn the ball over in the fourth quarter. And I think that's what's going to happen this week. And that's why I got the Vikings beating the Bears 27-24. But, Justin, can Fields continue to play well and get and lead the Bears to their second straight win? I think they do. I get the Bears 20-24 at home. I think they kind of figured it out a little bit here with Justin Fields. They finally got DJ Moore involved. That Viking secondary isn't great either. You know, and they just you – know, the Vikings are another team that just – they just find ways to lose football games. At home, I think the Bears find a way here. I think they'll do enough on the ground as well. Um, and I think Fields makes a, you know, he'll make a mistake or two. But I think Cousins does as well here. And I think at home, um, yeah, I know Thursday night they ran the commanders off the field. I would hope that the Minnesota kind of actually guards uh, DJ Moore, but we'll see. And I, I think Fields at home plays well enough. I get It's another game where weather could be a factor. And I'll take the Bears at home. I, I, for how bad the Bears are, I can't see the Vikings going on the road and beating anybody right now. Yeah, we'll see. It should be an interesting game between those two teams. It should, it should be interesting, but I just think the Vikings win close. Now we got the Eagles traveling up the turnpike on Sunday afternoon to face the Jets. And uh, I think I think that, I know the Jets won last week. But this is a bad matchup for the Jets. The Jets like to run the ball. With Brees, Brees Hall had a huge game last week. I think this this Eagle defense uh, shuts Brees Hall down. They force a couple turnovers from Zach Wilson. I do think Jalen Hurts turns it over because he turns it over pretty much every game at least once. But Eagles are clearly the better team in this game. I think DeAndre Swift has a big game on the ground too. I get the Eagles winning this one in uh, by double digits. I get the Eagles beating the Jets 27-17. But Justin. Can the Jets' defense carry them to their second straight win? No, I get the Eagles as well, 24-14. to 14. Um, You know, the Jets' defense, I don't think it's been as elite as we thought 
they all were going to be. Um, a couple weeks ago, they gave 200 yards in the first quarter of the Chiefs. I know they got they played better after that. Some of that was kind of Mahomes kind of helped them out there for a bit. But, like, the Broncos moved the ball up and down the field on them last week as well. You know, the Broncos had a couple turnovers. You know, I, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be able to um, have a nice game. A.J. Brown, he's been really getting involved the last couple weeks. I know Sauce Gardner Gardner's going to be on him. But, you know, they still got Devontae Smith, uh, Watkins, and um, they, and at tight end, they still got Dallas Goddard. So I, I think the Eagles, even if they try to take away A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts got enough weapons. And I think that Eagles running game does enough on the ground here. And I, I think when the Eagles get ahead, too, they're kind of just – I think this could be a game like when they played the Bucks. They kind of just – they had the ball for like 38 minutes. They kind of just put a stranglehold on their opponent. I feel like that this game could kind of be the same type of thing. All right, we'll wrap up talking about an NFC West matchup in L.A. as the Cardinals take on the Rams. And I think that Matthew Stafford has a good game here. I think he throws a couple touchdown passes to Nakua and Cup. And I do think this claim is close, but I do think the Rams get that big turnover from Joshua Dobbs in the fourth quarter. I think they end up pulling away. I get the Rams winning it 28-17. to But Justin, can Dobbs lead the Cardinals to their second win of the season? I think they keep it close, but I think the Rams find a way at home to get the win. Cardinals last week got off to a slow start. Um, you know, against that Niners team, they got out to another slow start. You know, they they got to um, you know, if they want to win this game. They got to come out faster, and um, you know, and uh, they they got to come out faster this week and kind of put some points up early because uh, the the Rams want to run the football, and if they get ahead, I, I think you know now that they got Cooper Cup back as well, I, I think Stafford's going to make enough plays. The Rams will have success running the football, and I think Dodds makes a mistake or two in this one and the Rams at home find a way to knock off Arizona. All right, that's going to wrap it up on Sports Talk with R&J. For Steve Risser, I'm Justin Afro. We will be back in 10 minutes, though, talking about the baseball playoffs and week seven of the college football season. So make sure you tune in for that. Jones had first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley... He's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.